Welcome everyone to an episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 93 overall. Um, today, we actually have uh, some news to talk about. Uh, I know last episode, we didn't really talk about that uh, too much, uh, mainly because a lot of uh, teams are on their, Olymp- uh, not the Olympic break, the All-Star Game break, which we're back from now. And uh, every oh, nearly every team has played a game or two so far. Um, and surprisingly actually having things to talk about since the last episode we did was on uh tuesday which is abnormal because normally we'll either at least record on a friday and upload saturday or have it released on saturday or upload and release on saturdays at least i tried to do that not gonna promise that it's gonna you know stick to that um because you know circumstances change and I will be adamant to put him out regardless, but it may be like a one-off thing that it's out on a weekday instead of a Saturday or, uh, or, you know, whatever. But uh, without further ado, diving in. So first off, uh, I have the way that I have my notes set up, I'm going to have to flip flop around to segue into certain topics. So uh, bear with me. Uh, first off, the only trade, uh, at least in the past four days, um, actually occurred this morning. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have acquired goaltender Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar himself, uh, from the Mon- uh, Minnesota Wild in exchange for forward Brandon Baddock. So no no uh, picks involved, straight-up hockey trade, guy for guy. There you go. Uh, going into firings instead of hirings because it segues into some other things. But while we're on the topic of the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, in the past four days, have uh, fired Dominique Ducharme uh, of his duties of being the head coach at the Montreal Canadiens after less than seven months after signing to a three-year contract extension, which we'll get into that in a second um, with another guy that just signed a three-year extension that I'm like, hmm, yeah, we'll see how that goes for him. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominic Ducharme out as the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens and the Edmonton Oilers have fired Dave Tippett uh, from being the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, as well as associate coach Jim Playfair. Uh, He's also fired as well. Uh, Moving on to hirings. So first off, hirings, signings, resignings. The Canadiens have named to replace Dominic Ducharme. uh, Martin St. Louis is the new interim he does not uh, have the full head coach title. He's an interim head coach at the moment. Uh, so congrats to Martin St. Louis. And the Edmonton Oilers have named full-fledged, no interim tag added, uh, Jay Woodcroft as the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. And Dave Manson will be the new assistant uh, or associate coach, uh, whatever fills uh, uh, Jim Playfair's spot that uh was opened so there you go uh vancouver canucks have named uh cam granado to as the new assistant general manager for the vancouver canucks so congrats to her and she was previously serving as a scout for the seattle kraken so um some internal uh divisional rivalry there uh got some into workings of the seattle kraken and how they operate and how you know shitty that franchise is so far out of the gate but Hey, you know, they're an expansion franchise and they're expected to, and they're being a 
expan expansion franchise. Although uh, this little do that after watching the uh, YouTube version, me pointing to the, my Vegas flag over here. Uh, everyone was expecting the Kraken, including myself, to be at least somewhat like the uh, Golden Knights were when they first came out in the scene, but certainly not. <laughs> I mean, weirder things have happened, but the way it looks like for now, uh, it's not going to be playoffs for them this year, at least for sure. Um, Tim Bay Lightning have re-signed St. Louis boy Patrick Maroon to a two-year extension, $2 million contract with an average under value of $1 million. Congrats to Patty staying with the, the Tim Bay Lightning, although I would have loved to see him back in St. Louis when it's all said and done, but uh, I know he likes it down there. Don't blame him, especially having to pay no income tax down there. Um, and lastly, we'll end the signings uh, with the St. Louis Blues signing Ford Alexey Torpchenko to a one-year two-way contract extension. Uh, deals worth $750,000 in the NHL. And when he's down in the AHL, he'll be getting $100,000. So congrats to him. And lastly, uh, St. Louis Blues have signed, re-signed Craig Berube to a three-year contract extension where he shall be behind the bench till the conclusion of the 2024-2025 season. So congrats to Chief Craig Berube. Uh, hopefully, you know, he doesn't fall down the, the way of Dominic Ducharme and, uh, you know, get fired seven months after signing this deal, uh, not jinxing anything. Because, um, you know, unlike the Montreal Canadiens, where they kind of went on a, depending on who you ask, kind of a fluke win, uh, or at least a, a fluke birth to the Stanley Cup final, uh, the Blues have been pretty damn steady. Um, now, they have a lot of issues they still got to work out, and it's just a blessing in the skies that they are still in a playoff spot right now as they're currently sitting in the play. Which, well, we'll get to that. We'll actually, yeah, we'll, we'll save it to the second half when we go over standings. But yeah, um, yeah, congrats to Craig Berube. And other news, uh, the PHF, the Premier Hockey Federation, the Women's uh, Hockey League, announced that the 2022 Isabel Cup playoffs, which is their equivalent of the Stanley Cup, um, will be headed to Florida in Tampa Bay, or at least in the Tampa Bay area at the Advent Health Center on March 25th through the 28th, where they will uh, be playing all six teams, will be battling for the top prize, um, the Isabel Cup. Uh, and that will be awarded on ESPN2. So we got a broadcast uh, channel for them. So congrats to the PHF and uh, making some hard, long strides. And I believe that this will be the last year that they have six teams in the league as they are supposedly expanding to eight. Uh, if not next year, I think the following year. Uh, I'm sure that we'll be hearing about that soon, uh, where, where those uh, expansion teams are going. Uh, and whenever I even heard about that, they haven't even specified where they were trying to, but we'll see where that is. Uh, and also in other news, after 15 NHL seasons, uh, Tuka Rask has decided to hang it up uh, with a finishing career, 308 wins, 165 losses, and 66 overtime losses with a 228 Goals against average and a 921 save percentage. Not bad numbers at all. Uh, sucks that, you know, he couldn't have won one, uh, won a Stanley Cup 
uh, as the starter, but hey, you know, it happens. Uh, finished all 15 inning till seasons playing with the Boston Bruins, even though he was drafted by their arch rival, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. But hey, uh, there you go. Congrats to Tuka Rask. And while we're on the topic of the Bruins, uh, the Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand has been suspended for six games for high sticking and roughing uh, Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender Tristan Jari. Uh, he will be forfeiting basically chump change for him, $448,170.72, all going to the NHLPA's uh, Players Fund Assistance Fund. Um, but yeah, there you go. But, and which is some weird stats that with all these suspensions he's had, he's accrued uh, fines over $1.4 million. That's, that's a high number, along with the fact that he now officially beat out St. Louis Blues uh, former defenseman Chris Pronger for having the most individual suspensions in NHL history with eight career suspensions. What a record to have in this league. Um, and with that, the NHLPA has filed an appeal on behalf of Marchand regarding the NHL's decision to, to suspend him six games. And I think the reason why is because, yeah, what Marchand did, shitty, but was it any worse than what freaking, uh, I think it was Adam Lowry or what? There's a guy in the Winnipeg Jets that was uh, kneeing. A, like straight up kneeing a player when he's like down on the ice, like when they're in a little scrum and he only got, I think four. So yeah, I, I'd probably say, yeah, it'd be justified to uh, at least try to appeal it, but we'll see how that goes. Although uh, with his, you know, eight or well, seven other times being suspended, I don't think his case is going to really hold up uh, in the appeals process, but we'll see how that goes for him. And lastly, the main event um, of the show, the whole point that you probably clicked on this because it seems like anything I talk about, and statistically it's proven, anytime I talk about the Arizona Coyotes, especially when it comes to the whole relo potential relocation or anything with the arenas, it just seems to do really well. Over any of my other episodes or whatever, anything talking about the Arizona Coyotes does well. And this would probably, you know, grind some gears on my take on it. Although I've already kind of given my take on it because I was kind of preluding to it whenever this was, you know, a rumor flown around. So uh, let me actually just pull up the, the link so I can just read you off of here. So the whole rumor mill, at least at the time, it's not rumor anymore that the Arizona Coyotes, since they're getting kicked out of the uh gila river arena where they currently reside in glendale they're going to be moving to the asu uh, arizona state's new multi-purpose arena where their uh hockey team will be playing uh so the arizona coyotes announced on thursday that the club has reached a multi-year agreement with arizona state university for the coyotes to play at the sun devils's New multi-purpose arena beginning next season. The Coyotes will be playing all their home games at the venue from 2023 through 2024-2025 uh, NHL season with an additional option to play 
for the 2025-2026 season. The arena is scheduled to be completed early this fall. Now, with that said, let's uh let's scroll down. Uh, cause you know, whatever the owner, whatever he says, whatever. Um scrolling down to we're pleased to help the coyotes by providing a temporary home while their new arena is built which was said by morgan r olson the arizona state university executive vice president treasurer and um chief finance financial officer saying that we are beyond excited to open this wonderful new asu arena and this agreement just makes it even more special. Now, how he says temporary home while their new arena is built, there's no certainty that their arena will be built, let alone where it will be built, because as the beginning of this, this whole thing says Tempe bound. All right. There, there's this whole thing like saying, oh, well, they're getting a new building in Tempe. No, they're trying to get a new building built in Tempe. Although being delinquent on your taxes, kind of a red flag, I'd say, along with the fact that the city of Glendale basically kicked your ass out of the building you've been in because whatever happened in Phoenix didn't really work out. Kind of some red flags there, along with, you know, the freaking hot potato ownership over the 25 plus years that that franchise has been around. Another red flag. So I would imagine, and don't get me wrong, I am a fan of the Coyotes. I am a fan of the Coyotes. Got, I got, you know, the little thing right over there with their, all their logos on it, along with the Kachina jersey. I freaking rep that shit as uh, much as I can. Um, but there's, there, you know, it's honestly not fair. And I understand, you know, what's, you know, what's fair. It's not fair for teams and any other in any if this if there's other teams a la the atlanta thrashers they were in the same fucking situation didn't have the league go and try to salvage it no they just straight up just like you know what fuck it winnipeg you want to freaking have a team so you can shut the hell up here you go winnipeg jets back there you go freaking done but the Arizona Coyotes is that one team that, for whatever reason, although it's mainly because apparently number one, because Gary Bettman doesn't want to be wrong, and also the fact that the owner, uh, Xavier Gutierrez, has um, sports betting tied to the, the franchise. So that ain't uh, going to sway the nhl to be like you know what we should move this team even though they have never posted profit and they probably for the law especially with this new deal they definitely not could be posting a profit and always having to leech off of other franchise successful franchises to stay you know there without having to either a relocate to a friend into a situation where they probably could make money or uh, dissolve like the Oakland Seals slash Cleveland Barons did. But that's neither here nor there. Different league, different time. But uh but yeah, 
And scrolling down to what Gary Bettman said. So National Hockey League thanks Arizona State University for its support of the of the Coyotes during this transition period and for what will just in what will just its latest major commitment. That is not the that is not proper grammar there to growing our game in the valley. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said, having made made the full trim time transition to Division One just seven years ago, ASU hockey already has an NCAA tournament appearance to its credit and now is moving into a new state-of-the-art facility. Hockey is thriving in Tempe, and we are delighted that the Coyotes' passionate fans <laughs> okay, will get to experience ASU's on-campus energy while the club's new arena is being built. It's not being built. It hasn't been approved, goddammit. What it hasn't been approved. There's no building unless the freaking Phoenix Suns freaking guys like you know what you shared a building with us. That ain't no unless that unless that happens. There's no fucking building. It hasn't been approved. It hasn't been approved. Just saying. But hey, you know it can be hopeful, but. As of right now, there's no there's no plan to build a building for the Coyotes. He can want it all he wants. And yes, he can say the ASU and their growth, which is remarkable. It's honestly remarkable how the Arizona uh, State University Sun Devils, how they've been uh, doing down there. And I will say, can you say that the Coyotes being down there can be a testament to their success. I could say yes. You could say yes to that. But at the same time, you can attribute all the success you want, including, you know, an Austin Matthews coming into this league, you know, from Arizona, California kid moving to Arizona, picking up hockey because of the Coyotes. Yes, you could, you could say that. That if it wasn't for the Coyotes, Austin Matthews wouldn't happen. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have happened along with maybe the Arizona, you know, state university getting their success. You could say that, but when it's all said and done, like, I understand they have a purpose. I, I get it. I get it. But when you've gone through all of this shit and it just doesn't make any money and doesn't fill any building, uh, you know, you're not sustainably being successful to garner fans to go to the buildings, regardless of where they're located. Horrible. It's horrible. Now, I just say this. They better hope and pray. They better hope and pray that that building that seats only 5,000 people is full all the time. Because if it's not full all the time, then that just shows you that if they can't fill a uh, 5,000-person building, then I don't know what else anyone can say that's been critical of the franchise and where they stand at this moment. Because I, like, if you're not, yeah, if you don't fill a 5,000-seat building, then you really, 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 should consider, hey, maybe 25 plus years in this state. Yes, we've had great success here. 
at least in the sense of what our mission was. We, we expanded hockey into the Sun Belt. Congratulations. We have we've planted the seeds for hockey growth down here. But we've done what we could with this franchise here. Let's move it somewhere else. Especially with Allah, the Vegas Golden Knights, can fill in that void that the Coyotes can leave. Because the Vegas Golden Knights, pretty close to where you want to be in the first place. And it's a bigger market than at least, I mean, TV market, probably not the biggest, but in the sense that it's basically the entertainment capital of at least America. I wouldn't say, the, I mean, maybe you could say the world, um, but yeah, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights could definitely just fill in that void for the Coyotes being the Sun Belt team, but I digress, but before I, before I end out on this, Coyote has also announced that the club is negotiating with Eisden in Scottsdale to make the complex the team's full practice facility, um, and it was originally the primary practice facility when they were in uh, Phoenix, but when they moved to Glendale in 2003, they were not using it anymore. And the Coyotes also be relocating their offices in East Valley. That makes matters to anyone. And ticket information for the Coyotes 2022 and 2023 season uh, at the new arena will be announced in the coming weeks because they do not have, like, that will be a shit show. And, like, if that, if that ain't a shit show, I don't know what it will because 5,000 seats to offer up for season tickets. I don't know how much you actually you like give up for that or if you try to do season tickets for the whole building. I don't know how that works, but um but yeah if you want to know anything about that Arizona coyotes.com slash ASU is where you'll find those informate that information. Hooray. But anyway, uh let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll uh go over the standings roundup, as well as the Olympic update for Team USA. All right, we're back and uh, going over the standings. Not a lot of movement. Surprise, surprise, because not everyone's been playing. Uh, so Atlantic from bottom to top. Montreal, still Montreal, still eighth place with a record of 8-31-7. Uh, seventh place, Buffalo uh, drops down one spot from sixth to seventh with a record of 14-24-8. and eight. Uh, in sixth place is Ottawa Senators jumping up one spot from seventh to six with a record of 16, 23, and four. The Detroit Red Wings hold a record of 21, 21, and six, still fifth place. Uh, Boston Bruins still fourth place and still hold the second wild card in the Eastern Conference. 
with a record of 26, 16, and 3. The Toronto Maple Leafs still third place with a record of 30, 11, and 3. The Tampa Bay Lightning still second place with a record of 31, 11, and 6. And lastly, the still first place, the Florida Panthers with a record of 32, 10, and 5. The Metropolitan Division has a little bit more movement, but not really by much, though. Philadelphia Flyers still uh, will find themselves again uh, in the basement, dropping down one spot from the 7th to 8th with a record of 15, 23, and 8. The New Jersey Devils uh, jump up one spot from 8th to 7th uh, with a record of 17, 26, and 5. The New York Islanders uh, still 6th place with a record of 17, 18, and 6. The Columbus Blue Jackets with a record of 22, 22, and 1 still 5th place. The Washington Capitals with a record of 26, 14, and 9, stand pat at fourth place and still hold the first wild card in the Eastern Conference. The New York Rangers dropped down one spot from uh, second to third with a record of 30, 13, and 4. The Pittsburgh Penguins jump up one spot from third to second with a record of 29, 11, and 8. And lastly, still first place, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes with a record of 32, 10, and 3. The Central Division, Arizona beat Arizona, still eighth place with a record of 12, 32, and 4. The Chicago Blackhawks, still the Chicago Blackhawks with a record of 17, 23, and 7, still seventh place. The Winnipeg Jets, still sixth place with a record of 19, 17, and 8. The Dallas Stars, still fifth place with a record of 25, 18, and 2, knocking on that door into the uh, playoff bubble. Uh, St. Louis Blues still fourth place with a record of 26, 14, and 5 and still hold the first wild card in the Western Conference. The Minnesota Wild hold the third place spot with a record of 28, 11, and 3. The Nashville Predators still second place with a record of 28, 15, and 4. In the Colorado Avalanche still first place with a record of 13, oh no, not 13, 33, 8, and 4. Uh, and lastly, the Pacific Division, the Seattle Kraken, still the Seattle Kraken, still eighth place with a record of 16, 28, and 4. The Vancouver Canucks, still the Vancouver Canucks, still seventh place with a record of 21, 21, and 6. The San Jose Sharks, sixth place still with a record of 22, 20, and 4. The Edmonton Oilers, still fifth place with, with a record of 24, 18, and 3. The Anaheim Ducks fall one spot from third to fourth with a record of 23, 17, and 9 and hold the second wild card spot in the Western Conference. The LA Kings drop down one spot from second to third with a record of 24, 16, and 7. And Calgary jumps up two spots with a record of 25, 13, and 6, jumping up two spots from fourth to second. And lastly, the Vegas Golden Knights still the Vegas Golden Knights and still first place in the Pacific Division with a record of 28, 17, and 3. And that is your standings roundup. And before we go, we have the Olympic update. So we have for the men's hockey that is currently in the preliminary rounds. So uh, the big news is that Team USA defeated Team Canada 4-2 to two in the preliminary round. And with all the games that transpired the for the men's rankings um, currently, in men's preliminary round, Group A, uh, China is last place with zero points on the board, fourth place. Germany, third place with three points. So Germany and Canada are technically tied as they both have three points. Uh, and U.S., the U.S. team, uh, is first place 
uh, with six points. So there you go. Uh, and Group B, Switzerland, fourth place with one point. The Czech Republic is third place with four points. Uh, Team Denmark is second place with six points. And the Russian Olympic Committee is first place with seven points. And Group C, uh, Slovakia and Lativa are don't have any points on the board. Uh, Team Sweden and Team Finland are tied for first with six points apiece. So there you go. And going into the women's team. Here, let me scroll all back down. Uh, team USA defeated the Czech Republic 4-1 to one in the quarterfinals, um, which then sends Team USA to face off against Finland in the semifinals. And Team Canada will be facing off against Swi- uh, Team Switzerland in the semis as well. Um, let me actually look up when that is because uh, I believe it's not too far down the road. Looking at our brackets here, going to the semifinals. So Team Canada, at least in, um, I believe it's, they put this in central time. I'm pretty sure. I'm actually, I'm not really that sure. Um, but if it is central time, Canada and Switzerland, or actually both of these matchups are supposed to be on Monday. So there you go. Don't know what time because they didn't specify. So supposedly on Monday is when these games are going to be. Check your local listings if you want to watch it. Um, because obviously not everyone's on the same time zone. I'm in central time zone. You may not be. So whatever time I, I put out for you going to be kind of irrelevant because we're all in different time zones and different countries and so on and so forth so anyway there you go and also before i go uh new game on tonight tonight uh for the blues and blackhawks game tonight uh sadly we'll not be able to go but hey you know that's it's all right i guess there'll, there'll be other games still about 20 more home games probably i don't know i think i i, I, I i'm not too sure but yeah well, uh, yeah, I'll have a game of night tonight on the channel, on the YouTube channel. Blues and Blackhawks, I'll record it immediately after the game and give my little rundown on how that went. Uh, hopefully a lot better than that game against the Devils. By God, that was horrible. Uh, and I was really happy I, I didn't have to do a game of the night for that because I was at work that day. So, uh, yeah, probably would have been cursing like a sailor for that episode. That's for sure. But regardless, there will be a game of the night tonight. Uh, probably expect that up around... 11 30 p.m central time um so add or subtract from that depending on what your time zone is but anyway uh that's been that and that's been this thank you for listening to the boy hockey podcast uh next episode will be recorded on a friday and uploaded on a saturday because i am off on a friday and work on a saturday so there you go but yeah catch you all next one thank you very much